0: Log Talk Radio. Okay.
1: minutes or so. <clears throat> Myself, your leader, uh, El Presidente, Tom Mark, going to be guiding you through this crazy world of sports. We're going to be starting off uh, with uh, NASCAR down in Richmond. Standing by in the balance green room is Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, our official NASCAR contributor. We're going to be breaking down where we're at with NASCAR at Richmond. And then, of course, still a lot of talk going on with the NFL, and I hope you weren't stupid enough to fall for that uh, prank meme that was going around that Colin Pat- Patrick had signed with the New England uh, Patriots. Obviously, that was just a April Fool's joke. I don't know really who in- initiated it, but it made its way around social media, and some people, well, actually believed it. But that won't be really what we're talking about. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor. We're going to be talking a lot about what's going on in the free agency and well the upcoming draft. Tony Donahue also will be joining us for the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com, our, our and our official NBA contributor, kind of a jack of all trades and master of none, maybe. But um, we're certainly going to be talking about the Final Four. Uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Been a while since we've seen them in the Final Four, and Kansas and versus Villanova uh you I'm sorry uh UNC versus Duke uh said that wrong Saturday morning it's, uh, it's still too it's it's still too early 917-889-8516 is our digits uh we'll be right back on the other side to talk some NASCAR
2: The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
3: I,
1: it, I, I can't believe it. I've been playing 4-on-4 with a barbershop quartet.
3: Ba, 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 ba. Pass the ball, ba, ba. Pass
0: the ba, 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 ba. We're open, ba, ba, ba. just pass
1: the ball. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car
3: insurance with Geico.
0: Yeah.
3: Believe it, guy got good. Morning, face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, morning guys. Morning. Good morning. Ah, what is oh, that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks! No, it's me, Linda, from HR! It looks hungry!
0: Save the children! Save them!
4: <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. Uh, hey.
5: I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, we only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes?
4: Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee.
5: So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any?
4: You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. Let me get fresh yeah, and roasted. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Black rifle coffee. It's good. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning,
4: morning. guys. Good morning. Good, morning. Good, morning. Good,
3: morning. good morning. What is oh.
4: that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh my god, it sucks! Right!
3: No, it's me, Linda from HR! It looks hungry!
0: Save the children! Save them! <laughs> Stay back! I've got meat! No! <laughs>
3: We're it's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some.
2: Get 20% off IKEA Sultan and mattresses. IKEA, love your home.
4: Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire.
2: All right, and
1: welcome back to The Balance. My name's Tom, Mark Lassell. Presidente, 917-889-8516. It's our distance time to get buckled in and get out on the track with Steve Wilson, Editor-in-Chief of Speedway Digest and our official NASCAR contributor, Steve. and NASCAR in your home track uh, this week. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, well, first of all, how are you doing, sir? How are you doing, sir? Um, I'm doing all
6: right pine trees are opening up. So, you know, I think I've
1: eaten about a pound and a half of pollen already. Oh, man, i tell you what, it is that time of, it is that time of year for sure. But there again, it is that time of year for sure because it's nice to see the sun uh, hanging out a little bit longer. Uh, You know, it needs to warm up a little bit. Get out of the uh, 40s and 50s, but, you know, the, the days are, are coming. Uh, NASCAR at home in Richmond. Tell us a little bit about the Richmond track. That's your home track. Uh, tell us a little bit about what teams need to do to prepare for a win at, at, at Richmond. Uh, tell us uh, the ins and outs of it, and we'll get into some of these NASCAR stories of the week.
6: Yeah, so Richmond had three-quarter mile uh, short track, first short track we've gone to this year already. We've been through a couple of different odds, other tracks this year, with, uh, intermediate tracks, uh, a couple of super speedways, road courses, and now it's time for the short track portion of the schedule in the spring. It's
2: going
6: to line them up for uh, this, Martinsville, and Bristol in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, it's going to be some tough weeks for, for teams that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, we've seen do good. Uh, this year already, and then we'll start seeing some guys like uh, Dave Hamlin, Hal Bush, (laughs) others that have traditionally done better on these short tracks. And, uh, you know, coming into this weekend with the the next-gen car, that'll be the first time that we actually see them race on a three-quarter mile or a short track in general. This was actually the first track that uh, NASCAR tested the Mm next-gen car on, way back during uh, COVID with uh, Austin Dillon behind the wheel of the car. Um, they've gotten three or four different practice sessions uh, and test sessions uh, with, with this next gen at, at Richmond with, uh, a, you know, three or four or five cars at the time. But this time we're going to stack 40 cars up on this track and we're going we're to see how they all race together. Now I'll be the first to admit that you know, and a lot of people think the same thing over the last couple of years with Richmond. You know, there's there's been a downgrade in racing over the years. It's been a lot of strung out racing, um, and you know, hopefully with this next gen car that's been showing a lot of promise this year, that maybe it will tighten the racing up a little bit at Richmond. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, you know, what if so far uh, until we uh, get a practice session a little bit later on this morning with a bunch of cars out there to see where we're at. But, um, you know, first up is the Xfinity Series race later on this afternoon for the first Dash for Cash race.
0: And that's
1: the uh, Go Bowling 250, another uh, fun tidbit uh, there in Richmond. What do Richmond and Tony Stewart have in common? <laughs> what?
6: What does Richmond and Tony Stewart
1: have in common? Well, uh, maybe not. That's common, what, maybe that's I not the right, right way. What does? What is Tony's biggest memory of Richmond? Tony Stewart. Uh, I don't know.
6: Well, what? What, what is, is his biggest memory of Richmond? Tony, Tony got
1: his. Tony got his first win at Richmond. The great Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, if it's on NASCAR com, it's it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. It just yeah. It says, uh anyway. Yeah, that, was,
6: that that was going back a little bit to the J G R days when they were running must have been running the whole depot car at the
1: time. And j- speaking of j- JGR out there in Richmond, are they gonna get a rebound uh, this weekend?
6: Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, Danny Hanlon has struggled already this year, as it is. I mean, he's had multiple mechanical issues, been put out of the race several different times. He's wrecked out. Uh, he's just not really having the greatest part of the first, or, you know, first six or seven races so far this year. Uh, Carl Bush hasn't really been a threat so far this year. Uh, I know last week he uh, had some uh, complaints over, or a couple weeks ago with uh, Atlanta, he wasn't the biggest fan of Atlanta, even though that he was running well at certain parts of the race. Um, but, you know, and he did get a decent, you know, he did get a decent finish out of all of it. But, you know, he's, you know, there again,
4: um,
6: you know, they're, they're struggling a little bit. And I think, and, and, and I say that, I mean, it's really been a lot of these bigger teams. Aside from Austin Sendrick, who's won the Daytona 500, and uh, Wayne Byron, uh, who won uh, at Atlanta a couple of weeks ago for Hendrick Motorsports, I mean, we've seen some, a lot of these smaller teams really be the ones that have been, uh, you know, out there, uh, you know, being kind of the lead class right now. You look a lot for Ross Chastain last week at TOTA uh, for a team that was taken over from the remnants of uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, and, I mean, you also look at Tyler Reddick, who has uh, had decent runs throughout the first part of the year, Now, I guess uh, Richard team isn't exactly a small team, but they're a team that we don't really talk about a whole lot or haven't talked about a lot in the last couple of years. But Tyler Reddick has been somebody we've been talking about consistently already this year. Yeah, I know he had some issues when he was in the left coast out there in Phoenix and on uh, um, a club speedway with the way that his car and his seats were adjusted, but Aside from that, I mean, he's uh, he seems to be really um, taking up a lot for, uh, you know, Richard Scherzer's racing this year. So I know that's a long way of saying, uh, you know, there's a lot that JGR has to overcome. But I think, you know, some of, even some of the bigger teams like Hendrick and Penske all together are going to have to figure out how some of these younger drivers and some of these teams have leveled the playing field for once, you know, the the crown, you know, of the, the kings of NASCAR. Uh, when you talk about how many wins that Kyle Larson got last year, how many times that JGR has really been a threat uh, week in and week out. And, you know, this year it seems like the next NMR has kind of flipped that around a little bit and giving other drivers, younger drivers, and smaller teams more uh, of a, uh, uh, I don't say an advantage,
1: but leveling the playing field
3: some.
7: No, you're absolutely
1: you're absolutely right. You know, let's talk a little bit about NASCAR and them uh, being happy with the penalty button uh, this week. I mean, we know that they they, they, they threw the hammer down uh, on RFK Racing for that massive L uh, L2 penalty after uh, BK uh, number 16 was found to have improperly modified on their car that originated from a single source. to player. Uh, But so far, NASCAR or RFK have not gone on the record to say exactly what RFK did. What do we we know? What's going on with that penalty? We've got a couple other crazy penalties, too. Yeah, uh, well, uh, as an
6: next-gen car, a lot of these parts are now sourced from common suppliers and then issued to the team. Uh, NASCAR gives them the parts they need to build the car, and sure, there's some – parts of these is that they may be building or they may be sourcing on their own, but if for a majority of this car, gas um, has all of the common suppliers from chassis parts to, to shocks, suspension parts, um, you know, uh, transmissions, etc. cetera, uh, you know, and then body parts also is part of this, too. Now, when you go back and look at Daytona, RFK Racing along with Penske also had a similar issue back then where NASCAR confiscated their their wheels, which is now a part that is issued to the teams on a week-by-week basis, uh, whereas teams before owned their own wheels. They supplied them to Goodyear, and Goodyear mounted the tires for them. However, this year we've changed that, and now Goodyear NASCAR issued them the the wheel along with the tire that they bought. (laughs) Back in Daytona, R. K. along with Penske, they they were found to have had modified the wheel itself, and what they said was a safety uh, improvement to the wheel. NASCAR took both. The, the wheels from RFK and Penske, they took them back, and it was found that they were right—that they did modify the wheels as as for a safety modification. NASCARs now since allow those teams to go back or other teams to go back and make similar modifications to their wheels to improve the safety of the of the wheels that are going on the cars. However, what NASCAR has done with RFK this or last week at COTA, they've really smacked them down with. The, Hundreds of points and uh, you know, suspensions that are being taken away from the team for modifying that common support, that part. Now they have not said what specifically that part is that they have uh, modified, but R. F. K. Racing has said that they are going to appeal this penalty. Now, they didn't say whether they have modified this for a safety reason, a performance enhancement, an aerodynamic enhancement. It was just that it was uh, uh, modified in some manner uh, that NASCAR is not really approving of and outside the tolerances of what these common parts are being supplied to these teams. So we'll have to see what happens next, especially if uh, they all decide that, you know, to go again with the safety route or whatever the issue, whatever their, their argument is, we'll we'll see in the next couple of weeks uh, what they present to the appeals team.
1: Well, we we're talking about wills, and we've talked about it here on the show before, and uh, you know, it, it it continues to be a problem. And you know, the unfortunate thing is uh, now we're seeing teams get suspended. Bubba Wallace's uh, NASCAR crew suspended four races uh, for uh, loose will. It really does become a, a safety hazard. So uh, what does Bubba Wallace do without a crew? Obviously, they're going to find him a crew. Uh, but that's, you would think, would have an effect because they're a team. Everybody meshes together. What kind of effect is this suspension of four races is it going to have on Bubba Wallace,
7: the driver?
0: Well,
6: I don't know how much it will make a difference, you know, because teams are so interconnected these days. They work in the shop six days a week, and then, you know, a lot of these teams, uh, you know, they, they work hand side by side. So, you know, they, they pull in people that have uh, worked, uh, you know, with bubble as crew chiefs throughout the year. Uh, so I don't know necessarily how much it will affect him personally, but, you know, as a team, you know, you, you have to look at this and you have to think that, um you know, there. You know, we've gone to a single lug this year. It's not like in previous years where if you hit three lugs on the thing, you still you're good. Uh, you know, where it still keeps the tire on the or the wheel on the car. Um, but we've not just seen this out of bubble walls. This is the first time this year that it, a wheel has come off the car. And, and um, you know, NASCAR is suspending team members and crew chiefs for this you know, they have to be extra careful now because of what we're already seeing with tires as it is, with tires uh going down, there is no inner liner in these wheels and tires like we've had in the past. So we're seeing drivers or cars with with, with tires going down, with with drivers and cars getting hard into the wall because of this and causing multiple issues so we're trying not to compound that with adding to a wheel falling off in the middle of the race and uh, you know potentially creating more havoc and you know I don't know what you know it's hard to, to, to say that there's um, a solution to this because we only now have one bug nut on the car so it's it's imperative that these teams really have to, you know, be careful. And I know that this is, and I know that you know you, you take a look at, at the last couple of races, and I know that there's been complaints from teams about this lug knot uh, where where there's aluminum wheels on a steel on a steel. Um, uh, going on with steel lugs and things like that, and, and they're having issues where the lug itself is being torn apart or the wheel is being or coming apart because of the aluminum going on the steel. So, you know, there are some other issues there, and I don't know if these are things that, you know, NASCAR takes a look at here, and uh, you know, they, I know they said they wanted to give this some time with the new car before they make any kind of wholesale changes or make any changes to it, but, you know, if this continues to be a safety issue, you know, week in and week out, either with tires blowing or without wheels falling off the cars, then maybe there is some some improvement that they can make towards that portion of the car, whether specifically the hub or whether it be the lug or the actual wheel itself that would allow them uh, to kind of um, do away with some of these. Now, if the team is trying to do this just because they're trying to get off the pit road faster, I don't... I don't think that they're getting any advantage whatsoever by not putting that lug tight on it these days, just because of just one lug, and then you're going to have issues with
1: vibrations in the car. We're talking with Steve Wilson of Speedway Digest, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, our official NASCAR contributor. Let's get into today's race. Uh, now, is it the is it the Go Bowling or is it the Toyota Care race? I'm seeing two different names here. It's the Toyota Care 250. Okay, well then it's the right one. Well, let's see what's going on on the track. Obviously, we've had fun watching uh, Noah Gregson, A.J. Almeninger, Ty Gibbs, and Justin Algager. Also like this Josh Berry. We've talked about him before in the past. Austin Hill, Brandon Jones, Daniel Hemrick. Sam Mayer, and Ryan Sieg all round out the top 10 in standings as we go into the Toyota Care uh, this afternoon out in Richmond. They're getting ready to, or they are qualifying now. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. And and then before we get our, our lock-in bet from you, we're going to have to go on a gut feeling today for this race. But we'll get to that here in a second, and then we get on over to uh, the Cup Series. But what are your thoughts on the Toyota Care today out in Richmond?
6: Well, you know, after coming AJ Allmendinger coming off that win last week at Coda, you know, colleague racing, and those guys are are back in the hunt once again this year. Not only to to go down and run for a championship, but also to do what they say trophy hunt. Uh, you know, you you you've got this weekend with the the dash for cash. Uh, First $100,000 on the line with the qualifier last week that put uh, A.J. Allmendinger in this thing along with Sam Mayer. Uh, Noah Gregson is going to be part of this. And out of the four drivers that that are going for this, Noah Gregson is the only driver that has a win at Richmond in the past for uh, uh, Junior Motorsports. And another another little tidbit is that Junior Motorsports is trying to – Trying to tie Richard Childress Racing for the most consecutive wins at a, at Richmond, which is full wins. Junior Motorsports has won the last three Xfinity Series events there at Richmond, so they're going to be strong. Along with Josh Berry, look at him. He's a short track racer that came from short tracks in the Mid Atlantic and got his got his uh, chance to start for a top tier team. So look for him to be very competitive. Sam Mayer is a newcomer over to uh, Junior Motorsports, coming from Arca. Uh, so he, he's just coming off fresh from a lot of these short tracks that that Arca races on. So look for him to be very competitive. But overall, overall, uh, if you want my pick, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Josh Berry this weekend just because of how good he is on short tracks.
1: Josh Berry, that, that's gonna be your official. Uh, Well, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't do it until after qualifying. Last last week, I was just like, why in the world am I not seeing uh, the the NASCAR race on there? And then it it dawned on me, and I think you texted me as well. They hadn't qualified yet, so I'll be able to place the bet after that. Josh Berry will be our our balance uh steve wilson uh pick let's talk a little bit about richmond over the cup series not since 2001 as the Cups uh nascar cup series seeing three first-time winners in the first six uh, races in the season that year uh, was uh, michael Waltrip with, with the daytona 500 Elliott sadler Bristol myers speedway and kevin harvick atlanta motor speedway in 2002 uh, 2022 sorry uh, it's been Austin Cindric, Chase Briscoe, and Ross Chastain. Really, what are the odds that a fourth could break through this weekend at, at uh, the Richmond uh, Raceway? I, I, historically, not very great. I, I know it's a, a short track, and uh, it's only produced five first-time winners in its 130-cup races, if you're looking at the numbers. What are your thoughts there, uh, Steve? Yeah, but, you know, I think that, the, again,
6: once the – the next-gen car has also leveled the playing field to some degree, and what that's what you're seeing is that, you know, yes, we, we look at Austin Sendrick for for coming off and you know his first you know full-time Cup Series season wins the Daytona 500. But Daytona is an anomaly in the fact that, you know, last year, Michael McDowell running for a team that has not traditionally had the type of funding that big teams do was able to inch out a win in the Daytona 500. But we've also seen that at Talladega, too. So we just really have to kind of take that out of the equation. But you start looking I think, last week, you look at Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain, this is a team. He just come over from the remnants of JTR. Uh, they – then uh, Trackhouse Racing uh, was a single-car team last year with Daniel Suarez. And this year they bought the remnants of TGR, and, and within, you know, six races or so, uh, Rochester is already in victory lane. Uh, you know, Chase Briscoe, you look at him. Uh, Sewer Hoss Racing did not have the greatest season last year. Admittedly, uh, none of their drivers, except for Eric Almirola, was able to break through and get into victory lane. Uh, and then this year, you know, we're we're seeing Kevin Harvick um, doing better, but there's still improvements that needs to happen at Sewer Hoss Racing. And while again they're a bigger team, um, you know, it, it's given the Chase Briscoes of the world. And it, what we've really seen is the twenty-something have been the class of the field so far this year. So um, coming to Richmond, uh, whether we'll get a first-time winner or not, I'm not entirely sure. I think this card gives it the opportunity to do so. But I think that, you know, if, if anybody like Denny Hamlin is, is going to break that season that he's had, um, you know, or Kyle Bush has had the season he's had uh, with JGR, uh, I would look for either one of them to be very competitive and very, very strong this weekend.
1: So, uh,
6: you know, I think there's, there's a lot coming into play this weekend at Richmond for the Cup Series.
1: All right, let's go ahead and get your uh, – uh, we'll give some free pubs to uh, DraftKings. Let's go ahead and get your DraftKings $5 bet for uh, to, uh, uh, tomorrow's Toyota Care Race. Oh, Lord have mercy.
6: Um I'm gonna go with Kyle
1: Bush to try and break through this year. Kyle Bush, five dollars to win. It pays me fifty five dollars if that happens. You you've gotten it right a couple times. You helped us out a lot there, uh, with with Dayton, so you're 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 banking some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long
0: as I'm not losing money. <laughs>
1: Real quickly, before I let you go, you know we've been talking about a little bit about nostalgic stuff, a little bit. Uh, but did you have any idea that Dale Earnhardt once drove the number seven Wrangler car in the Xfinity series?
0: Yeah,
6: yes. I, I uh, well, no. I mean, he he ran Xfinity for for quite some time, or uh, off and on throughout the years. But no, I I didn't particularly know the number that he ran.
1: Well, and here's the thing, if you didn't know, you found out this week that JR Motorsports revealed that Justin Allgeiger's throwback scheme for the May 7th Xfinity race at Darlington Raceway, All Geiger's number 7 Chevrolet is a tribute to the number 7 Oldsmobile Earnhardt piloted in 1984 for three races. Uh, for uh owner Ed Whitaker, including the spring race at Darlington. We're gonna get the tweet up. Uh Hellman's is gonna be in the Hellman's number seven car, uh and uh too tough to tame in May. So there you go. You you're now a, a smarter, more wiser person, uh Steve Wilson. <laughs>
6: Yeah, for sure. That that was a little bit before my, you know, before I think I was like two years old at the time. So,
0: you know, I, huh.
6: I mean, I knew, like I said, I knew that they Earnhardt already run the Xfinity series, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the particular number here.
1: Hey, I tell you what, the internet is a wonderful thing. It is your friend, right? It knows all. <laughs> it is your friend. <laughs> Steve Wilson. That is true. Uh, That is true. Steve Wilson, editor in chief of Speedway Digest. Headed into Richmond, and it's your home track. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a good race weekend. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? You
6: can follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Speedway Digest, and
1: SpeedwayDigest.com. Hey, we appreciate you. Have yourself a good weekend, sir. Enjoy Enjoy the race. Thank you, sir. Talk to you later. Thank you. Steve Wilson, Editor-in-Chief of Speedway Digest, our official NASCAR contributor, uh, joins us today to talk uh, NASCAR. We'll be back right around the corner with Ed Kratz, beat writer from Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, and our official NASCAR, NASCAR NFL contributor. We're talking free agency.
2: The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
0: I, got
1: it, I, got I can't believe it. i been playing 4-on-4 with a barbershop quartet.
0: Ba, 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 ba. Pass the ball, ba, ba. pass the, pass the We're open, ba, ba. just pass the ball.
1: Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah.
0: Jay, 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 Jay,
7: Jay, 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 Jay. Shoot. Believe it, Skycar could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
3: Morning face you get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda.
5: Oh,
4: hi. Uh hey. seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee
5: here? No, I'm sorry, we only carry good small batch coffee here. Huh. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language. Oh, well, let me finish.
4: You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just going
5: to order it. They make it fresh and okay. roasted.
4: Okay. Right. Black rifle coffee.
5: It's good. <laughs>
1: back to the balance 917-889-8516 is our digits my name's tom marquis your humble leader el presidente and thanks to steve wilson editor-in-chief of speedway digest.com our official nascar contributor at his home track down in richmond uh, talking a lot about uh, nascar and you know we learned something new that uh, dale jr actually raced in the xfinity Se- i mean not Dale Jr. we know dale jr did dale senior actually raced in the xfinity the number seven car. It's going to be, we well, put that tweet up there, uh, but, uh, or it will be up here soon, the the, the new, uh, the paint scheme out in Darlington, the Hellman's number seven car to pay tribute uh, to the uh, Dell Senior uh, uh, car. Ed Kratz, beat rider for the Philadelphia Eagles at SI.com. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Tom. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. I know you're not a, a big race uh, authority, if you will. I think everybody knows that Dell Senior, maybe not, they always associate the number three car with Dell Senior. Did you know they actually drove the number seven car at one time, back in the 80s? Uh, uh Yeah, probably, <laughs> if I had to think about it. <laughs> it's all right. Man. Uh, hey, man, I, I wanted to uh, just have an opportunity to learn you something this morning.
7: Yeah, I'm glad you provided the answer for me and just didn't ask me what the number was, so, although I
1: probably <laughs> I got to go easy on you. Hey, yeah, I, I tell you, you what, though, you're one of the few that you, you apparently know a little something about college basketball. I mean, you, you got Kansas. Kansas is in the Final Four. Villanova and Kansas today at 6 o'clock. That, that could that could boost you a little bit there. Tony Donahue, though, uh, which will be on next, is, is probably going to end up winning, well, will end up winning, because of the max point situation. Well, it would be a great win for you uh, to get there. Uh, but uh, cause Tony's got Kansas, and he's got the max point. So Tony's going to win. He's going to be able to rub that in uh, next. And then and, and North Carolina, Tar Heels, and Duke tomorrow. So we're ready for some Final Four action. Wait, wait, it's been a crazy tournament, hasn't it?
7: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, St. Peter's. Look at St. Peter's. little school right across the river from uh-huh. New York City. Gets to the Elite Eight Uh and then gets it to come up into there, but man, they they knocked out the last Big Ten team, I think Purdue, and uh, that makes it crazy when you have a 15th seed making it to the Elite Eight. But yeah, there were some there were some shockers along the way, um, and I and I love this Final Four matchup. Uh, I had Kansas winning, as also like Tony does, so I'll probably end up second in the in the pool. But um, I you know I think I think Kansas is the best team. Um, but man, Villanova getting there is a big surprise in itself, I think. I mean they, they don't have any real depth on the team. You know, they play with five, six guys and uh, you know, they are uh they're here. They're here and you know, Jay Wright, great uh great uh, you know, coach and uh you know, really kinda of surprised they're there. But boy they're they're gonna be a tough out for Kansas and I love the Carolina Duke matchup, you know, both both teams. I think this is the hundredth meeting between the two teams, and Duke yeah. holds a 50 to 49 edge, which is amazing. Uh, and you know, each game could be Coach Shashovsky's last. And you know, I know a lot of people don't like Duke and Coach K, but I'm a big fan of theirs. Um, so you know, I'm kind of well, I'm kind of rooting for a Duke Villanova final, but I don't think it'll be that way. I think it'll probably be Duke and Kansas, and we'll see what happens from there. Well, absolutely, it's going to be exciting.
1: You know, exciting to watch. It's been an exciting uh, t- tournament for sure. But talk about Kate, Coach K. I like Kate, Coach K. I love Coach K. You know, the, the legendary coaches are going, and I, and I know I'm, I'm, I, my heart lies with IU and Bobby Knight. But the Coach K was the Bobby Knight of of, of Duke. You know, and, and just it's it's sad to see a lot of these uh, legendary coaches go. But let's let's get right into it. It is NFL free agency craziness. Now, I sent you now. I sent you that meme yesterday, and I, everybody had seen it. says the same thing. It, you know, Colin Kirkpatrick signed to the Patriots, whatever. April Fool's. Yes, it was an April Fool's. Somebody put it out there. It got some people that didn't. Now let's talk seriously about Colin Kirkpatrick. He's working out. He's working out for teams. Um, he hasn't taken the field since 2016. Now, I'm going to give you uh, like eight teams here that I think – he could land. You tell me what you think. And one of them, and we'll start with you because one of them, uh, with, is the Eagles. I mean, there is a real possibility. There's the conversation uh, with the Eagles. Uh, their aversion to robbing, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts of the spotlight, especially after the abrupt falling out with Carson Wentz, obviously. Uh, but uh, we'll probably, uh, you know, maybe keep them out of the mix. But you know there there's there's a quarterback situation there in the Eagles. Now, is Colin Kaepernick the answer for that?
7: Uh, no. Colin Kaepernick, uh, I would bet my house that Colin Kaepernick's not going to the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are all in well, on Jalen Well, don't do that. Hurts. I mean, they're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. I, you know, hope, hope nobody's taking me up on that. But, uh, no, I don't think there's any way that Colin Kaepernick comes to Philadelphia. The Eagles are pretty set with Jalen Hurts. They've committed to him. Uh, They want to see what they can uh, do with him in 2022. Um, And then Gardner Minshew, they're happy with him. I don't know if they'll trade him before the draft or during the draft. You know, there are other teams that could use a quarterback like Minshew, I think. You know, you look at Pittsburgh. Maybe they like Minshew better than Trubisky or Atlanta, who signed Marcus Mariota. Uh, But there's a lot of teams Kaepernick could play for, and I wouldn't put the Eagles on that list. The two I just mentioned maybe, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and Atlanta. I mean, I can't believe – they're going to go into the season with those two quarterbacks. And then, you know, who, who knows who, where else he might fit. Um, but not in Philadelphia. Uh, there, there's just no way. I know the Eagles gave Mike Vick a second chance, and that worked out pretty well. And, um, you, know, they, they, you know, they've done good things giving guys second chances. But, you know, I don't see Kaepernick coming to Philadelphia. Uh, so we're they're they're committed a to Hurts easy. at this point.
1: We're going to go through the hot mm-hmm. seat here with you real quick here. It's to be for a limited amount of time. How about the Packers? Would Aaron Rodgers be okay with it? Well, we guess so, considering his new $150 million contract ensures that he can't be threatened. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's the the, the possibility. Uh, he would, certainly would offer more experience than Jordan Love as the backup. Um, Packers?
7: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think, you know, the, the Packers need that kind of uh, – Storm around their organization, bringing in Kaepernick. They, now, you know,
1: the, just when they got the Aaron Rodgers storm, calm down. You're right. <laughs> right, right.
7: I just, I just don't see that happening, to be honest. So, I, you know, another team, maybe New Orleans, the Saints, possibly the Saints. I mean, Jameis Winston, they signed to be their guy, and you know, just, are they happy with him? I, I think he could be a, a, a possibility for the Saints, but. Again, we'll see how he does with his workout. You mentioned he hasn't been on the field since 2016. That's six years ago. That's a long time. He's only 34, though, which, you know, I looked that up earlier, and I'm surprised that he's that young. But, you know, he's 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 you know he's not over the hill by any means as a quarterback in the NFL. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with him going forward here.
1: Let's stir the pot a little bit just for fun. The 49ers, crazy as a reunion, yeah. a, a reunion sound. <laughs> Kaepernick could mobility doesn't make him a bad option for the hand handcuffed uh, at Trey Lance insurance, especially in considering he'd probably be around $25 million cheaper. So the 49ers have the prodigal son come back home.
7: Yeah. You know, I thought of that and, and maybe that makes some sense. I mean, I think they're going to go with, with Trey Lance. I mean, they, you know, they drafted the guy third overall and then they never used him really last year. I mean, I know he got in for a handful of plays, you know, here and there, but it was Jimmy Garoppolo's show and, uh, you know, Garoppolo's having the shoulder surgery. He had the shoulder surgery. He's not going to be throwing probably till the summer. So, uh, you know, that could make sense, which would be, you know, very interesting. You know, Shanahan could bring him in, and, you know, he does fit what they do. They like that mobile quarterback. So, yeah, I could see the 49ers being a fit for Ka- Kaepernick.
1: Well, the next one is uh, my granddaughter's favorite team, uh, the Panthers. And my source says – Ie my son, and no way in hell. Uh, but they do need a quarterback, <laughs> plain and simple. I mean, their grand plan probably lies this year uh, in the rookie quarterback class. After taking a flyer on Cam Newton reunion in 2021, why, why couldn't they roll the dice with another aging dual threat, right? But yeah, if yeah, I'm gonna go with my team. source inside the Panthers, it's Hell No. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to conflict your source here, but uh, or go against your source. But yeah, I I could see it happening. I mean, again, another team that you know Sam Darnold, you know, is he, are they going to run it back again with him? And you know, the, the, uh, their coach there, uh, Matt Rule, you know, I think he's a bit on the hot seat. You know, he's got to get this team into the playoffs. And you know, can Sam Darnold do that? I don't know. I don't think they landed another quarterback other than Darnold. And you know what? That's what makes this Kaepernick thing even more interesting, Thomas, because. There's the, the quarterback class this year, there's so many conflicting opinions on, you know, does Kenny Pickett belong in the top ten or Malik Willis or, you know, Matt Corral or any of these guys that are going to be available in the draft? Are, are these going to be guys that can come in and step in right away? Like if you're Carolina sitting with the sixth pick in the draft, are you going to take one of them and, you know, turn the reins over to him? I mean, it, you really have to love these guys. But you know what? It's not a good it's perceived to be not a very good class these guys are more you know 10 to 20 uh picks you know in the first round maybe number 10 to number 20 or even beyond so you know it depends how you feel about a quarterback in the draft some teams are desperate like the panthers but maybe you know carolina thinks hey kaepernick maybe he is better maybe he can come in and compete for us uh you know that that i think that team makes sense also
0: well,
1: you know, I do too, actually. Uh, and, and, yeah. and here's the thing. We've got about 27 days until the draft. It's going to be very interesting to see how these uh, teams, to include the Colts and other teams uh, and, and that that have made some moves with their first-round picks, if you will. Let's see how it pans out. Another team, the Titans, AFC South, not necessarily wanting him in the AFC South, but I don't really consider him that big of a threat. So if the Titans want him, he can. Uh, he's certainly one of the teams who attended – that's one of the teams he attended in his 2019 workout. Um, you know, they've got you know Ryan Tannehill as a backup. I mean, they could easily add a, a, a competition there. And, you know, calling to the, uh, the to the Titans.
7: well, uh, boy, I don't think so. I mean, I you know, I, look, the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Uh, you know, I don't think they need to kind of tip the apple cart that far over to bring in someone like Kaepernick. So. I would say, no, they, they're out. And listen, you know, you also have to put and play Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, he's still sitting there, you know, there. disgruntled with the Cleveland Browns. You know, he's still there. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, who knows if he'll start the season. If he doesn't, does Baker Mayfield step in as kind of a, you know, their plan B guy for however many games Watson may be suspended for, or do they trade him? You know, Carolina could be in the market. Clearly they would be uh, New Orleans, uh, some of these teams we talked about. So, you know, there's still that Baker Mayfield domino that hasn't fallen yet. And I think that probably will here, you know, over these next 27 days that we're doing the draft. Um, but that too will impact this, whatever happens with Kaepernick.
1: In the essence of time, I'll go ahead and give you my final three hot seat uh, teams. Um, the Ravens, uh, the Seahawks and the Chiefs and the Chiefs. A lot of people are talking about the Chiefs. It's getting a lot of buzz. I mean, why the heck not? If any team is open to, to, to adding weapons of all kinds, it's it's definitely the Chiefs. If you look at does it make sense uh, scenario, uh, I think it does. For the Chiefs, why not, right?
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and Andy Reid's a big, you know, second-chance guy. You know, they mm-hmm. I've heard That's the true. joke that, you know, he's a big fan of, you know, what is it, the uh, – <laughs> What's that show with the criminals? You know, he's like, hey, I got to find a linebacker. I'm gonna watch, you know, the criminal or whatever that Usual show suspects. is. <laughs> yeah, something like, that. you know, hey, I need a <laughs> linebacker. I have to watch Usual Suspects. I mean, you know, that's kind of the joke with Reed. But you know, he is a, you know, he is a second chance guy. He believes in giving guys another opportunity. So yeah, I mean, you can't discount that. I mean. You know, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is a trendsetter. He doesn't miss any games because of injuries. He's very durable. So, you know, Kaepernick would just – I think Kaepernick just wants a shot. I just think he wants to be on a roster uh, to kind of prove that, you know, I can handle whatever, you know, lightning storm that I bring to your organization. We can we can get through it, and I can still play in the NFL if I need to play.
1: So, here's the thing, and, and, and we'll end it with this, but that's the overall overwhelming, overarching question – this is what's in the back of everybody's mind. Is he a good football player? Yeah. I mean, obviously he's got potential to, to add value to any team. But will he use that opportunity yet again? Don't know. Hope not. Hopefully we've got all of that behind us because good, bad, or indifferent, agree with him, not agree with him, or somewhere in the middle, which is where I'm at. I don't think any NFL team wants to have any part of that anymore. Do you think if any team says, okay, column, we're going to give you another chance, but unfortunately in your contract, we're going to limit you to certain things so that if he does do that, they can eliminate a contract that says, you know, unbecoming of their team against the, the Are they going to put something in his contract that limits his off-the-field or on-the-field behavior? Do you think so?
7: Oh i don't that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know where you know' you know you're kind of infringing on the you know whatever the, the freedom of speech there i I don't know I mean uh you know six years has been a long time in this country. I know that you know there's still a lot of division out there and uh but I think their his initial goal was to bring you know some recognition to you know some of the injustice that was out there, and I think that you know some other instances have happened that have have brought that to light, so I'm not so sure. He would need to do that, but putting it in his contract, I mean, I guess you could try to do that and get away with it. Um, Probably wouldn't be a bad idea, but I'm not sure uh, how he would feel about it. Again, I know he just wants a chance and another opportunity. And, you know, if some team said to him, Hey, we want you to kind of do things our way and and not your way. He might agree to that, but I'm not sure if, if that would happen or not. Talking with
1: Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles in SI.com and our official NFL contributor. Moving on past Colin, let's talk a little bit about the Eagles. Let's refer to your article that you got posted up talking about Todd McShay's scouting report and uh, secondary players that could interest the Eagles, and you were talking about cornerbacks and safeties are two items to presume to be on the draft shopping list. I won't read the whole article. Obviously, everybody needs to go and check out your work. Good, good article there, and certainly good conversation for us to have today. Uh, so let's talk about that article and uh, you know, Todd McShay's uh, uh, scouting report. And you mentioned quarterbacks and safety, and you, and you mentioned a few names. I'll let you go ahead and, and do that, as I as I don't want to uh, spoil the entire article. It's as, it's as, 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 as a recent post, but go ahead.
7: Yeah, well, Tom McShay talked to talked to us on I think it was Thursday for about an hour, a little over an hour, um, and I thought maybe one of the more interesting things he said as far as those two positions go is the Kyle Hamilton discussion. You know, Kyle Hamilton, uh, his stock may have slipped a little bit because of the 40 times that he put up at the combine and at his pro day at Notre Dame. I think he was only a four-five-nine guy. Now he's got good size, six-four, you know, two two hundred and ten pounds, I guess, and. Uh, believed to be a transitional player, you know, a, a trans, what, what do they called a generational type player. Uh, but, you know, McShay seemed to cast a little doubt that, you know, if he doesn't get taken maybe number two by the lions, you know, he could slip a little bit. He could, he could drop out of the top 10 or, you know, maybe go toward the bottom of that, you know, top 10. But I thought the comments that he made on Hamilton were pretty interesting that his times weren't really that good. And we'll see how that affects his draft stock. So everybody thought Hamilton would be a top five pick. Maybe not the case anymore. He might go maybe, you know, five to 12 in that range or six to 12 in that range, which would be real interesting because then you might have teams trying to trade up if he starts to slip a little bit that really like him. Maybe the Eagles to try to get up and get him. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, he he gave some good – tips on some of these safeties. He really likes Jalen Petrie, the kid from Baylor. Uh, he doesn't think he'll sneak into the first round, but there's a chance he could go late first round, maybe to the Chiefs who could use his safety after letting go of Tyran the or Matthew. Uh, so, you know, he had some good things to say about Petrie. Then the cornerback position, you know, Ahmad Gardner, the kid from Cincinnati sauce Gardner is his number one guy. Uh, but he said some teams have told him Derek Stingley, the cornerback from LSU, they like him better than Gardner. Uh, and he said, if you're basing Stingley just off the 2019 tape, you would say, yeah, he's probably better. But, you know, he had some injuries, seemed to shy away from contact. The, the last couple seasons at LSU didn't really play to his full potential. So, you know, where does Stingley fit? Is he a top 15 pick or would he still be, you know, sliding down the board a little bit after that 15th pick? So. You know, a lot of interesting things to say about several corners and safeties in the draft. And I think the Eagles are certainly in the market for uh, both of those positions, how high they would go with one of those players. I'm not sure. I don't think, you know, maybe a corner in the first round, but I don't think they'd take a safety in the first round, but maybe the second round.
1: Ed, we were talking about cornerbacks and, you know, uh, let's talk about Xavier Howard. He got paid, as they would say, uh, at least when his agent announced, uh, the deal is worth about fifty point six million dollars in new money and gives Howard the most guaranteed cash cash for a quarterback in NFL history. Now, as valuable as valuable as a quarterback is to an organization. That's a lot to bite off of when you look at the back end with your salary cap and and ins and outs and new money and guaranteed cash for all things that you would think make other players, well, how do I say this nicely? He's just a cornerback. You know, I'm a quarterback. He's just a cornerback. Very, 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 very important role to play. Obviously, in any successful team, you've got to have some high-level cornerbacks. So his value is there but is he worth $50.6 million in new money and, and most of it guaranteed
7: cash for the dolphins? I don't know. What you your thoughts? Well, I guess to the dolphins, he is. They're the one that clearly, that yeah. money. I mean, that, uh, yeah, it's a big chunk, you know, and you know, to use the old cliche, the, the drunken sailor spending money. I mean, that's what the dolphins look like is a drunken sailor <laughs> spending money the way they
4: approach this free
7: agency right I mean they thrown a lot of money around and I know you and I talked earlier in the week about you know maybe Tom Brady possibly going to Miami but hey, I just don't see how they could afford him but then again mm-hmm. I that, I didn't think they could afford this number either yeah so I, I don't know what they're doing down there with their salary cap but you know it seems like they have money to spend if they're giving Xavier Howard all this money and I guess, you know, when you look at the cornerback position, I mean, listen, it is a passing league in the NFL, right? I mean, so cornerbacks values have kind of shot up a little bit, but uh, you're right. I think if you identified the top positions in the NFL, it's probably, you know, corner or quarterback and then maybe, you know, a left tackle or right tackle if your quarterback's left handed. Uh, you know, I think those are the two tops. And then, you know, could you say cornerback is the third best? Maybe Uh, I would think edge rusher might be the third best put pressure on the cornerback uh, quarterback, but I think cornerback is top five. Maybe it's four or five. If you're looking at positional value. Um, But, you know, again, the dolphins think he's worth, you know, the the bazillion dollars or whatever they're paying him and uh, that's what he's going to get. So, uh kudos to them everybody loves the dolphins they're the, they're the talk of the off season with all the moves they made we'll see if they all pay off hey i tell
1: you what you gotta love capitalism and fun trivia yeah. a lot of people don't know this but the nfl is actually considered a not-for-profit organization so <laughs> take that information <laughs> for what for what it's worth uh but you gotta yeah. love capital I'm all for people making money you know uh my my uh brother-in-law collects uh, baseball cards and he's got some really good baseball cards. You know, he got some value there. He said, no, there's not any value to it unless I sell them. So the, the value is, mm-hmm. do you have an agreeable buyer to an agreeable seller? Then you have value. Without one or two of those mm-hmm. components, you don't have value. So obviously uh, Xavier Howard and, and the Dolphins, they found that value there and, and somehow are going to make it work. Uh, Just a short time left, the NFL has absolutely no comment on the report that Daniel Snyder has resumed his day-to-day role with the commander. So it's weird for that to roll off my my tongue. I had just gotten used to saying Washington. and just got used to stop saying the Redskins. But Daniel Snyder apparently has resumed his day-to-day role, but there's all kinds of going back, yes, no, not true, that's not true, fake news, fake news.
7: What what are your thoughts? But, uh, well, I, you know, I, I don't think the whole process of, was adjudicated correctly, right? I mean, they kind of uh, did that backdoor investigation of them. Nothing really came out about it. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, these owners seem to be able to get away with whatever they want. You know, Roger Goodell is in their corner. So uh, it probably doesn't surprise me as much as maybe it does some others because, you know, Goodell's going to advocate for the – for the owners in, in every situation. Um so yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he's back to work. Um is it right? I you know uh, you know it all depends, you know, what your opinion is. I, I don't think it is, but you know, again Roger Goodell is gonna protect his owners at all costs and you know, if he's back to work, he's back to work with the commanders, which does sound That's right.
0: That's
1: right. And you know, there's a whole political thing we can go down that road which which we won't today. Owners' meeting. Give me a summary. Give me a recap. Obviously, the Colts and the Eagles presented a pretty good argument for overtime rules that was uh, taken up and, and changed. So we'll give the Eagles and the Colts some credit there. Uh, but recap of the owners' meetings. Anything important that us us minions need to know, sir?
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the rich white, in white Indianapolis up. know it. Yeah, that's probably, that's exactly a good way to describe it too. And if you saw the venue where it was held, you know, we we could never get a room there. That's for sure, uh, without spending an arm and two legs. But uh, right. And you already gave I, that I away in Disney Disney. your trip to Florida, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm still eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches trying to recoup my 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 losses there. But uh, hey, you know money comes and goes, right? Go no, yeah, it's fine. I uh, I was just going to say money comes and goes. Memories last forever, and that's what Disney gives you, is memories forever. But um, anyway, uh was don't, oh, Jim Don't Ursa, get me started thought, on the
1: Disney thing now. <laughs>
7: go ahead. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Well, we want to go back. I mean, we really want to get back <laughs> here soon because we had a great time, even though we spent a lot of money. But it was great with the family, all the kids and stuff, so it was a good time. But anyway, yeah. Jim Ursa, uh I thought, was kind of a headliner in the meetings. It, saying what he did about Carson Wentz, you know, and why they moved on. It was kind of a cryptic message. He said, sometimes you just don't know, but we know we had to do something because, you know, he wasn't happy with what Carson Wentz brought to the team. And they moved on, and they were lucky to get what they got for him. Or not lucky, but a good job by Chris Boward negotiating what he got from the commanders to make that trade happen. And then they turn around and get Matt Ryan, which I thought was a great, uh, was. you know, a great – move for the Colts, but, you know, I just thought what Ursay said about Wentz, you know, saying, you know, we had to move on. It just wasn't the right guy. And uh, when you realize he's not the right guy, you don't want to keep making the same mistake. So you move on from it and, you know, not a good look for Wentz. Here he is now team, three years. Uh, but I thought Ursay kind of was the headliner in that regard. And then of course the Philadelphia angle, you know, the Eagles are going to go back to Kelly green jerseys as their, as their alternate uh, Jersey in 2023 they're going to wear black helmets in 2022 when they put their black jerseys on which will be an interesting look but you know i'm not a big fashion guy tom i mean i'm you know more jeans and you know button down guy so i don't really care about uniforms that much but i know there's a big segment of the fan base especially in philadelphia loves these kelly green uniforms so you know that was big news actually from the eagles point of view and then ursay from the colts point of view uh with his comments on carson wentz i thought were kind of the two you know two of the big things down there and you know, the rich man's white club, as you put it, uh, the man, West Palm rich man, Beach. Rich man's white club.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ed, Ed Kratz, B-Rider for the Philadelphia Eagles and com, joined us today talking some free agency. And, you know, we're putting this Colin Kirkpatrick story to rest. Thank you for your help on that. Uh, <laughs> we know it's not going to
7: the Eagles, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love like it. I said, I'd bet my house for that not happening, but I don't want to be homeless, so I won't quite go that far, but I just would be sp- very you surprised go. if he ended up in Philly. Well, where can people find your working masterpieces, Ed? Well, follow me on Twitter, at Kracze. K-R-A-C-Z-E. I post all my links there, and, uh, you know, you can follow along right there.
1: All right, buddy. We'll talk with you soon. Have a good weekend.
7: Thanks, Tom. You too. See ya.
1: Ed Gratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagle, well, SI.com, our official NFL contributor, joining us now, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com, and our all-around great guy to have on the show. Happy Saturday to you, sir. How are we doing? Fantastic. You're doing well uh, with with Kansas. I mean, you've. Let's. We'll go ahead and give you the victory, even though it's not an official. You won the the tournament. Were you going to Disney World?
0: What's
1: uh, what's what's on your yeah? What uh, do I tour? what do I get out of this? Do I get a do I get a hot dog at the racetrack in May? Like what's what's the winning? You prize know what? For this? There you go. I'll even I'll even throw in a beer in, in in May for you there out at the track. So there you go. You're gonna you're gonna get a, a you're gonna get a hot dog and a beer on on the balance. But no no I'll problem. Say- Yeah, real quickly, and we get into the the final four games. I know I got to you for a limited amount of time. You might have heard on the tail end of the conversations that we were having about the owners' meetings, but with Colin Patrick. The, The funny meme went out yesterday. You know, Colin Kirkpatrick signed with the New England Patriots. Obviously, it was an April Fool's joke. We went through about eight teams that Colin Kirkpatrick can end up with. The Colts, fortunately, were not one of them. Do you actually see Colin Kirkpatrick playing in the NFL soon? Uh, well, um, Colin Kaepernick has been trying to get into the league uh, for what the last four or five years, and, and there seemed to be an unwritten rule between you know the owners that they weren't going to sign Kaepernick, and that they were going to to keep Kaepernick on the sidelines and outside of the NFL, despite the fact that he is probably better than a lot of the a lot of the mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, we went through some um, options. Yeah, but again, um, until he is officially signed, which you can never believe anything on April Fool's Day, um, <laughs> I won't believe it till I see it. Do so I think that he deserves to be, yeah, I think he deserved to be three or four years ago, but uh, sometimes that doesn't happen because of circumstances. And, you know, when you kind of look back on what he did and you kind of look back on, you know, just the significance of what he did compared to what else is going on and what other people do, Um you know, honestly, it wasn't all that bad. I mean, I was never offended by it. Um, you know, if you want to use the platform that you have to um, you know, educate people on it and tell people how you feel, then I have no problems with that. And and you look at, you know, some of the some of the the NFL players that, you know, have, have, have beaten their spouses or had twenty two allegations mm-hmm. against point. it and they're right back into the NFL within a year, if not less, and they're welcome with open Mm -hmm. arms and massive contracts. Yet this guy um, just simply kneels during the anthem to protest something that he believed in, and people were all up in arms about it because it was the
7: first. It was the first person to do it. Mm -hmm. It was the first person
1: to, um, you know, people were in shock, and old white man America was upset, and I think that – He should have never been released. I mean, look, this dude took a team to the Super Bowl. It's more than a lot of the quarterbacks that are starting right now can say. And he was a little bit ahead of his time simply based on the fact that he was a guy that was even well before the NFL started going to that scrambling quarterback where you had to be able to scramble out of the pocket to keep keep, – to keep plays going. So, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of crappy. He's been handed a, a bad car from the NFL, but I think he's made all that money back up with, uh, with Nike and other endorsements. You know, and here's the thing. Uh, uh, agree with him, don't agree with him, or somewhere in the middle, that's where I'm at. You know, I think a lot, a lot of things happen. That certainly don't have the bandwidth to get into it all today. We talked about a possible reunion with the 49ers, if that makes sense. But really the team that I think Ed and I both agreed on, if it's going to happen, it won't be the Patriots rather than the Chiefs. Why not? Why not? Because they, they have the me- best opportunity for him there. And, you know, it's it's a good place. We talked about the Titans, we talked about the Panthers, we talked about a couple other teams. But what, what we think we landed at is, at least right now, where it makes most sense is for him to be at the Chiefs. Now, I'll ask you the same question that I asked Ed, who really don't have a clear answer to this, but we do want to get into some of these other topics. Uh, but if the Chiefs say, okay, Colin, we're going to give you a spot on our roster. We're going to pay you. We're going to give you a contract. But here's one other subpart of our contract. You can only take this so far. And if you exceed that, then you, you then are breaking the rules of your contract, and we, we can we can end the contract at that point. Do you think they'll put a safeguard in place to prevent – let's just say that he picks another topic. Okay, is he going to use his platform? Is he going to – does the team want that kind of distraction? Do you think that if any team, example here the Chiefs, but if you insert any team, will there be a clause in his contract that says he can only go so far with with items such as what happened last time? Do you think that's would happen? Well, I, I don't know why the Chiefs would have any interest in him when you got Patrick Mahomes as your starting quarterback, and 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 if you're going to put Calvin Kaepernick in, that's one less play that your superstar quarterback is going to be in. So I don't understand where the Chiefs would make sense. Um, Maybe a team like Atlanta, maybe a team uh, like Houston possibly could use his services. Um, And I don't know if he's going to, I don't even know if he would sign a contract if if that was in there. He may just say, you know what, no, I'm good. If you're going to, if you're going to handcuff me and and keep me behind, you know, bars, so to speak, and and not be able to to speak my mind, then then that's not something I want to be a part of. He's, He's made million dollars. He's, he made millions and millions of dollars outside of the NFL on endorsements without even stepping on the football field. So um, yep. I don't think that he needs. I think we're at the point now where some of these teams are have, have no other quarterback to go to, and 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 so they start looking in that direction. But uh, do I think he'll ever play in the NFL again? Probably not. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. There you go. Well, we landed on just just for a backstory. We landed on. On the Chiefs because Andy Reid is the guy, the second chance guy. So that's how we we landed there. But let's talk about we're at Final Four weekend. Woohoo! Tony Donahue, the winner of the balance bracket, he's going to get a hot dog and a beer at the track. In May, uh, but uh, you know, is that official? But there's no way anybody can beat you. So there, there you go. Uh, so Villanova and Kansas. Let's talk about that game today. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Villanova's going to have to slow Kansas down. And Kansas is a team that can beat you in so many different ways. They're so athletic, lanky. They switch so many different uh, screens uh, on on those high ball screens. And that's what Villanova likes to play a lot. Uh, You're going to have, if you're Kansas, you're going to have to slow down Colin Gillespie. um, You know, with the injury that Villanova had last week, I mean, you're down to like six, maybe even seven players. So I think Kansas is going to get out and run, uh, try to stretch this game out, make it a fast-paced tempo game. Uh, rely, make Villanova have to hit three pointers, which uh, they're a good three-point shooting team. Uh, but when that's you're so rely on for offense, uh, you're not you're not going to win a lot of games, especially against a team as lengthy and as athletic as Kansas. So I think Kansas will roll tonight, and I'll set up the big matchup with North Carolina and Duke right after. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm really excited about the the North Carolina and Duke game. one, one part of it. We could be saying goodbye to Coach K, one of the most legendary coaches of all time. Obviously right up there with Bobby Knight and others. Uh, I equate Coach K to Bobby Knight of, of IU, especially guys who grew up in the Bobby Knight era. I, I certainly did. I went, to, I was at college when Bobby Knight was still the coach at, at IU. So it either shows my age or whatever. But we're going to say goodbye, whether it be on Monday or tonight. We're going to say goodbye to one of the greatest coaches of all time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think it's crazy. Coaches, uh, I should say It's kind of crazy how the universe works, right? Like you go to the Final Four, you put your biggest rival, the team that you probably played most, uh, the team that um, if you're on the Duke sidelines, you hate North Carolina. If you're on the North Carolina sidelines, you hate Duke. So one of the fan bases is officially going to get the last word, whether it's Duke knocking them out and the advancing to the National Championship game Monday or if it's North Carolina getting one more over on their rival in Duke and knocking them out. So uh, they just played two weeks ago in the ACC tournament. It was a pretty exciting game. North Carolina won that. Uh, It should be one of the best games that we see throughout this tournament. Uh, It's been a fun tournament over the last two, two and a half weeks, and uh, it all culminates down in New Orleans tonight and then on Monday night. So uh, looking forward to it, and hopefully my Kansas Jayhawks can can, can finish off the tournament and get a win. Usually I don't pick with my heart, I am a Kansas basketball fan, but uh, they were—they—they were, they, they showed me all year that they were pretty solid, and they were uh, uh, could, could make a deep run, and so far they've done that and got to the Final Four. Okay, real quickly here, we're going to have you put on your betting hat, because uh, we've got three things we want to do. Let's start with the Xfinity race today. They're still qualifying. I don't have the order on all that, so you're going to have to maybe use just a, an educated guess, but our $5 bet on the Xfinity race today would be who? I'm going to Ty Gibbs, uh, just a guy that can get it done on short tracks. Um, he has successfully moved up to Xfinity, been able to win races and compete. So, give me Ty Gibbs again in, in the Xfinity race. Ty Gibbs in the Xfinity race. And I don't have the odds yet because they, they're not qualifying. What about the Cup and they're not done qualifying. What about the Cup race? Um if you're going to throw $5 on the Cup race, I'd go Chase Elliott. Look, he's the only driver out of the Hendrick Motorsports stable that hasn't got a win this year, um, he's plus 50 on the money line for $5, turning into what, $43, dollars um, 42 dollars forty two fifty, yes, so um, I would yep, take that 40, as well. $42. Yep, and Gibbs then... For 5 bucks, 50 take it. There we go. Okay. Chase Elliott and Ty Gibbs, and then, okay, now we, we there's a lot of factors at the play here, but... Let's say it's Kansas and Duke or just whoever in the championship game. Who should we put a $5 bet on? Let's say the cover. Um, I'm going to go the opposite way, and I'm going to tell you to bet the over. Uh, If it's Kansas and Duke, those are two teams that like to get out of transition, like to run that fast break. Um, Duke's got three or four NBA-ready guys. Kansas has two or three. That's a game that can get up and down, Um, so look for the over to hit, whether that's probably going to be in the 145 points range, but I like a lot of points to be scored on Monday night. Well, I might check with you tomorrow afternoon because, and we're basing this on the Kansas Duke, so I'm going to wait till tomorrow afternoon or early Monday morning to to place that bet on the over. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com. What are you guys working on before we let you go? Uh, it was cool yesterday without the racetrack. Um, didn't get to see any testing because it was snowing outside. Uh, I got to talk to Roman Grosjean and Elio Castro-Nevitt and Simon Pagino, so you can check that out, Burnout Sports and the Burnout Sports' social media pages. Social media pages. We got it all up on, on social media. Speaking of, Tony, we appreciate you joining us today, and I look forward to awarding you your hot dog and beer out at the track. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Tony Donahue, of the Tony D podcast, joins us today uh, to talk a little bit about a little bit about everything. Now, we I, just to give you a little bit of the backstory, if you will. Yesterday, there was a meme that went out. Uh, I don't really know where it originated from, but I was just like, and the, the funny thing about it, I saw it. A friend of ours posted it, and you know, I was like, okay. I don't know if this really has any merit. So I did some backstory on it. And yes, it was clearly a, um, clearly a uh, April Fool's joke. It happens every year. I wasn't, I wasn't one, it wasn't necessarily happen every year with, with Colin, uh, but I didn't necessarily believe it. But what we did see was a conversation about Colin actually coming back to the NFL. And as Tony said, well, believe it when we see it. We kind of kind of landed on a conversation. Ed and I, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, we kind of landed on a conversation that that, that the Eagles might be uh, the team to go with, and that's strictly because Andy Reid is a second chance kind of guy. Thank you, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, uh, for joining us and breaking down the NFL free agency, if you will, and and Steve Wilson, editor in chief of. SpeedwayDigest.com came on and talked. He's on his way into Richmond there, which is his home track. It's always good uh, to go to your home track, especially when you do a lot of traveling and stuff like Steve does. It's always good to just go to the race at home and be able to to sleep in your own bed, if you will. But we do appreciate his contribution uh, to the conversation about Richmond. It's going to be a good race, a short track down there in Richmond. and we'll see, we'll see what happens, though. My name's Mark. Was El Presidente, 917-889-8516. Be right back, and we'll wrap it up and put a mow on it.
7: Let's have fun. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. you the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part, uh the (laughs) the
2: the air national guard is a reserve component of the united states air force and serves alongside active duty air force members in times of a national crisis in addition the air guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities the reason people join the air guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country money for college travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103. Or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
4: When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like, Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know, dance with me purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm
0: yelling.
4: makes it easy you can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the geico mobile app because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives I'm
0: not even
3: upset about morning face you get it when you don't sleep well this is what happened to linda
4: Oh hi. Uh hey. Seen on the
5: board. Do you guys have black rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted. So, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lequa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian line- Oh, Let me finish.
4: You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh yeah, roasted. Okay. Right. Black rifle coffee. It's
5: good.
1: to the balance. Obviously, that's some great bumper music to us to wrap it up, talking about the final four, March Madness. What an exciting time it has been to watch March Madness until it wasn't. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I love to see the stories like St. Mary's and, and, and that. I love to see the action happen. But at the end of the day, the final four pretty much is what a lot of people thought that it might be. What happened was somewhere in the the meat in the middle of the sandwich there got all blown to hell. Uh, But that's okay. (laughs) It madness for a a reason. Uh, So I I, I certainly was a contributor with one of our groups for $50, and we had fun with the others. Again, Tony Donahue wins the balance uh, with Kansas. Uh, You know, a lot of people had Kansas. Ed had Kansas. Uh, But uh, certainly – uh, see what happens. So, so today we got Villanova and Kansas and North Carolina and Duke. A lot of people think it's going to be Kansas and Duke, and we're going to be saying goodbye to Coach Kate. But you know, here, here's the other thing, guys. And, and you know, my bad for making it maybe secondary. But we uh, we forgot to really kind of talk today or talk through, through on, on Twitter this week and some other stuff, and that's the women's uh, Final Four. Uh, so, you know, we could say uh, UConn, okay, and maybe that's the thing about women's basketball, and I don't really want to get into a big thing about it, uh, but UConn dominates it all the time. Now, my curiousness here, just curiousness, not trying to stir the pot, okay, who am I kidding? Yeah, I am. We had this story uh, where a transgender male college swimmer gets all kinds of accomplishments it's only a matter of time until we see this happen in the women's basketball field and it's only a matter of time until it goes all to hell in a handbasket. so i i hope that the ncaa let's keep everything in check that's for another show, a different time. But congratulations to UConn and South Carolina on reaching the championship game. Uh, again, UConn, it seems like, is always there. They're going to have a shot at their 12th national title after beating Stanford, which uh, is the reigning champion, ironically enough. The Huskies face South Carolina, which uh, uh, beat uh, Louisville 72-59. Yes, South Carolina beaten. Uh, Louisville, and you had Connecticut beating Stanford. It comes up uh, for Sunday's final a game, and that's South Carolina and Connecticut. We'll see what happens there. That's uh, your Final Four for the women's basketball. Certainly didn't mean for it to overshadow. Uh, and uh, don't let me stir the pot too much. Enjoy your 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 Final Four. <laughs> we can't. But it, 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 here we go. Let's let's talk about the. Before we have to wrap it up and, and, and put a bow on it, let's talk about what we got going on. Kansas versus Villanova. That's a, I mean, Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks uh, face Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats, and you know, really a primetime battle on, on today. Uh, Kansas and Villanova uh, are looking to have one of these guys going to be have a spot in the national championship game at the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. Kansas is 32-6 and overall on a nine-game winning streak, winning the Midwest region. And Villanova is 37 with 14 wins in the last 15 games, uh, winning the South region. Uh, but, uh, but it will be without uh, Justin Moore. And we know that he has an Achilles injury, and he's out. Um, the, the Caesar Sportsbook, if you will, uh, we use a different one. Uh, DraftKings uh, for the balance and you know we're gonna we need to get some DraftKing uh, promo codes for you guys. <laughs> I'll see what I can do about that. Maybe we can we can work that out. But anyway, according to Caesar Sportsbook, uh, they're listed as the uh, four point favorite. Uh, tip off is tonight at 6.09. 6.09, you know weird time uh, tip off. Uh, the total number of points Vegas thinks will be scored for the over under. Is 134. The latest Villanova versus Kansas odds. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Use your sportsbook. And guys, this should go without saying, but let's say it anyway, so we can cover our bases and check off the boxes. Bet what you can afford to lose. You know, and this is what we do with the balance: is we just recycle our winnings. And maybe once a month or uh, twice a month, we'll put some money, a little bit of money in in the account, and we just recycle the winnings. We do a lot with NASCAR. Um, you know, so just, you know, do what you can do. Uh, and if you have a problem betting and gambling, you know, there's, there's ways to get help and maybe address that. But have fun with it. Have fun. And, and let's see what happens. And I, I'm going to be in touch with Tony as as uh, the evening plays out, probably tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, at the moment, it, it, we're talking Kansas Duke being in a championship game, and he's seeing bet the over. So maybe that's what we'll do. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We'll probably go by his recommendation, and we'll let you know how that plays out on the balance uh, uh, DraftKings uh, special that we have. And I, I think I'm going to have uh, myself or Melissa, we're going to get in touch with the powers to be at DraftKings, see if we can get some free promotional codes for you guys from week to week and, and if that can happen. But no promises, but we'll, we'll see if, if that can happen. I appreciate y'all joining us. Remember, uh, it's Final Four weekend. Have fun. Who's it going to be? We don't know. but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be Kansas Jayhawks winning it all. That's my official pick. And I think a lot of you p- uh, picked that same thing. Unfortunately, I was not one of those earlier on in March. If you're listening to the podcast right now, you're listening to our live show, go ahead and hit like and subscribe so we know how awesome you are. We already know how awesome we are. Also, follow us on the Facebook. Uh, just search Facebook and the fan page and follow us there. My name's Tom Marquis. Don't drink and drive. I didn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>